Hello, dreamers. This is Janine. And Stephanie. And welcome to The Course of Course, episode 55. Woot! I feel like we've been away for so long, and we're finally back on mic. Yes, we are. And my goodness, the world has changed. So much has happened. Since the last time we spoke with everyone. At the end of September, just for context, it's so now... We're on the other Early side December. of the U.S. election. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of an interesting <laughs> experience. Yeah, the DU uh, Yahoo group blew up. And you know what? Some of those posts actually really helped me. I think it was great having the ability to leverage the DU discussion group on Yahoo because, you know, right after the election, I, I just think that everyone was in shock. And they were in shock mostly because... All the polls, at least in the United States, all of the polls, I think, except for one, basically thought this was going to be a landslide victory for Hillary Clinton. And to wake up the next morning and go, what the heck happened? <laughs> it really kind of forced us all to say, wait a minute, you know, let's find our bearings here. Yeah, I mean, people were in the streets. I mean, granted, they were peaceful, which is good. I don't think too much bad happened. But it was an opportunity for forgiveness. Jaffo, mm -hmm. just another forgiveness opportunity. I also thought that it was fascinating the way things were very divisive. And being a Libra, and I've talked to you about this before, I'm, I'm so like right in the middle of the whole Libra thing. It's very hard for me to not see both sides to a story. Mm -hmm. So when I started hearing all this stuff about the Republicans, from a background of being a Republican growing up in Ohio, I couldn't help to think, well, hold on, let me just explain that perspective, which kind of, again, caught me in a situation where I felt like I was on both sides of a fence. Mm -hmm. And it was hard for me when I was talking to um, those who are Democrats. It was hard for me talking to those who are Republicans. It is hard for a centrist out there, I will say that. Well, from the course perspective, I was thinking of how the ego was manipulating all of us in this false world. And just what a great example that last month was leading into the election, the election happening. Because to me, Trump is such a clown. <laughs> and it just appears that there's these splinter groups you know, it's like, again, it's that separation being splintered out from the oneness. And it showed up like there's people who are upset with how the government's run. There's people ups upset because there's different kinds of people here and they don't want them here. You know, people are upset because they think they should have more money in their pocket and they don't want to be taxed. Like there was different factions and reasons people voted the way they did. And it was interesting to see how they could let the overall picture kind of go and not care about some of the things that were said about women or whatever. So it's just the ego wanting us to think that everything's separate, that we're these bodies and there's hate and stuff. Maybe, and it's like, no, this is a good no. thing. Maybe it's reflective of a society that is actually moving toward a little more enlightenment and co-creating this huge forgiveness opportunity for all of us to be like okay now I see what's going on here we can just sort of move past it as Cindy Renard would say kind of fly above the battle battlefield mm -hmm. one of the things that I was sort of I don't want to say confronted by because I wasn't confronted by it but at least my observation was there were some rumblings that 
somehow, and this is really putting it to a very basic elementary level, that being a Republican is not very spiritual and being a Democrat is spiritual. Mm. And there's something wrong with the Republicans, you know, they're X, you know, Mm. variable out that. And because of my background and knowing so many hardcore Republicans, I know it wasn't true. Mm -hmm. But I was still, it goes back to that Libra thing, like I started feeling my ego was kicked up and I just wanted to defend some of the people I know who are Republicans who I love dearly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I know that they're good people. They just chose a different way. The West Wing, which I love, that fantastic TV series. It was on NBC years ago. I listened to the West Wing weekly podcast. I listen to many podcasts, but I love that one. They actually review each episode in sequence. I think they're on like season three, maybe. Uh, Joshua Molina, who was an actor in there. He's also on Scandal. He's co-host. So he gives like interesting backstory on these episodes and he'll also bring in people who were part of the episode mm-hmm. or those who worked in the Clinton White House at the time when it aired and they talked about what it was like, you know, in real life. But they were also talking about the election and um, how that was affecting them, which I thought was really interesting, having that kind of perspective on it. Because for me, the West Wing idealized the office of the president, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So seeing all this kind of like spin out in real life there's that juxtaposition and i feel like it's comforting for me to go back and watch west wing episodes or listen to that podcast (laughs) i find for me i just got to keep drilling the course in me and just remembering that we're one mind and all these false illusions of all these splits and all these things that are trying to keep us separate trying to keep the dream going trying to keep that physical body thing going is is not going to work on me the other thing, I just remembered it on the West Wing I wanted to bring up is there was this great line by John Spencer, who was the actor, fantastic actor, who was the chief of staff for yep. the president in the show. And he had said to one of the actors, he said, the Republicans are not the enemy. They're just the opposition. And I hope that people can remember that. And it's very easy from an ego perspective to vilify those who do not have the same view as you. And I know a lot of this is coming from growing up in a very questionable (laughs) um, political environment. Um, Unfortunately, there's still vestiges of the KKK and stuff like that Mm. in my area where I grew up. Mm. So I'm not saying that... Even me. Everybody's all that awesome. Hicksville, San Diego. Hicksville, San Diego. Mm -hmm. But I do think people are deep down good. And I think that their political persuasion, however it is, just because it doesn't agree with us, doesn't make it wrong. It just makes it different. So let's turn it over to the Holy Spirit and know that it's all scripted and whatever, however it's going to unfold, it's going to unfold. And hopefully all of us light workers can help it unfold in our experience to be not as bad as it could have been. I wonder if our deceased loved ones and deceased in quotes saw this whole trump thing and wanted to be like wake up people (laughs) this is what's coming down the pike flash flash that's right here you go here's the information yeah we'll just give it over to the holy spirit and move on yeah Mm -hmm. so in the past two months or three months that we've been off mic uh we've traveled a lot we actually just came back from a gary and cindy bernard workshop down in del mar last weekend del mar which is basically uh, greater san diego Mm -hmm. but before that you went to mexico i went to mexico you went to ohio a couple times and we've been busy girls we've been very very busy 
Mm-hmm. But now we're back. We're back on terra firma here in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Where we're appreciating the weather. Yes, we are. <laughs> and we're contemplating our future because it's very possible that we are looking to other places to migrate. Yes. So I was experiencing some hopelessness and I saw Jackie Laura Jones for a session and she recorded an audio meditation for me. So I've had I have a couple of those. One of them has to do around being a busybody and time conversations. And the other one's called choosing the one. So when I got back from Cabo, I had two weird, crazy things happen. One was like an hour and a half fight with my phone company because I couldn't pick up the phone to book a massage because I don't get any cell phone reception, which apparently in the small type is that they don't guarantee it. Um, Then the other thing was, is I had a conversation with you and you were really hyped up about you've got to buy a place while you still have a paycheck because when you leave, no bank will give you a loan. I I feel bad about that in retrospect. I didn't didn't mean to juice you up. It was, it was, it was a perfect storm of crazy because the very next morning my back went out. My entire hip slid to the right, and I couldn't walk for two weeks. It was very painful, and it gave me an opportunity to really slow down, look at my hopelessness about the future. This is before the election, but only by a couple days, and then the election happened, and it's like, ah, how am I going to heal my mind and heal my body, and Jackie's meditations really helped me a lot. I don't know. It, there, it, it's hard to think about the future because the ego wants us to always think about the future and the past. And, it, and to be in the now, I feel like if I could somehow, in the craziest city of, of the planet, one of them, Los Angeles, working in a crazy business film where we've been extremely busy, if I could somehow have a breakthrough where I'm connecting and joining with God and I can find some peace, that would be huge. Before I, because th- I have this idea that I have to leave. I have to leave this crazy place, traffic, the whole thing. And, and I can't have peace until I move to this small town when I'm then growing my own vegetables. This, this fictional small town that we don't quite know what that is yet. Yeah, we don't know where that is You're yet. looking for a Mayberry, but on the West Coast. I am. So I have been dealing with, a, I think, some dark side of me. I had read a book when I was on vacation, which I normally only read course materials, and I let myself try something different. And it was about the island that I was hoping to move to and learned that it's so stormy and rainy that they don't have power and they have to use electric generators, and it happens a lot. And now with all this climate shifting and seeing how rainy it is like every single day in this area... It was like all this hopelessness in this climax of, ah, what am I going to do? And realizing it is all scripted. <laughs> Let's just find peace right here, right now, and then let it unfold. I know there's a lot of spiritual conversation about, you know, being in the now and a reigning present. Mm-hmm. But I kind of have evolved in my thinking about time, that everything is now anyway. So if I want to think about the future, fine, it's the present. I'm just putting a label, calling it the future. I'm just trying to figure myself out. And right. sometimes these more abstract concepts of like, I just want to be in the now, I don't always, I mean, I, I get it on some level, but on another level, it's like, what? For me, being in the now is actually slowing down and joining with God. 
because that's when I get to turn off the busy mind and put everything on the altar and you know like I feel a connection I can actually feel connected and I I feel like it is shifting and I am feeling a little more peace and I get more inspiration that way so that I can listen to God and be guided versus me being in the ego script trying to figure it out do you mind if we talk a little more about the busy body thing sure a friend of mine is going through a bit of a challenge at work and she has recognized a pattern I also have a massive pattern at work but for her it was feeling out of control she's in a current position where she feels like she's going to be let go and financially she's not in very solid kind of footing right now she sort of had a bit of a moment where things just seem really chaotic and hopeless and so she said what do I do what do I do and my reaction is always because this is how I handle that when I feel like I'm out of control. I go into hyper control mode. And what that means is massive action. And that would mean clean up my car, clean up my living situation, clean up everything. Because if my ego is busy, then it doesn't have time to like spin me out of control. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about from a busybody perspective, maybe mm-hmm. that's what's happening. It's like you're so busy and trying to get stuff done and I got to do this stuff. It's sort of like doing what you can to get it in control. Mm-hmm. Because if you didn't, who knows what would happen. There must be a reason why both of us have this affliction. Mm-hmm. You have it more than I do, but when I have it, I go into hyper mode mm-hmm. where when I feel slightly out of control, it is insanity OCD to the max I will write I will write huge amounts of material I will just go on to some crazy you know (laughs) just letting it out yeah Mm -hmm. so from an ego perspective it's easier for me to have that illusion of control by doing things Mm -hmm. I think you do a lot of things yeah I do the opposite meaning well like for me I was spending an hour on my rollerball moving around and stretching and trying to get my hips back in place and strengthen my abs and my lower back and listening to relaxing spiritual music and just trying to like create a different headspace where it's slowed down where it isn't chattering and trying to figure everything out well I was just talking about when you're in busy body mode because mm-hmm. a lot of people get into that state right they just want to do a bunch of stuff all the time, fill up their space, fill up their time, fill mm-hmm. up their day. I think when you start spinning out of control, either emotionally like my friend was, yeah, there has to be some sort of safety valve. For me, it's just doing things. Yeah. Okay. So in, in Jackie's meditation, I did write some highlights down for me. And one of the things that she was saying, I could say kind of like a prayer or an affirmation is, I am willing to give my concept of time over to HSJ. Let the one who knows and sees all of time be in control of the day. I choose peace and I bring that peace with me through all my actions and activities now. And then she was saying that you know, I don't have to do things. Instead, I can release it and I can be with HSJ and I can be willing to look at time differently with them. So when I become overwhelmed and I'm trying to schedule things and I'm trying to figure out all the time for doing gardening or swimming or work or projects or things like that, that I could imagine being in the flow 
doing everything at just the right time at just the right pace, you know, with HSJ and take HSJ with me. That's good. And she was also saying that we have all this unconscious guilt and it's just always coming out, out and that we can clear these shadowy clouds of guilt that are covering our awareness that all is well. And just remembering like all is well in the, in the God script. It's just we're always in the ego script. So I've been working hard in the last month to try and make the Holy Spirit script more dominant in my mind so that when things come up, I can recognize it sooner. So as soon as I start feeling stressed or I start feeling overwhelmed, those are triggers now for me where I can go, oh, something's wrong, something's off, stop, stop immediately. <laughs> Join with God, <laughs> realize that I'm this body that's going through this thing that's not really happening, it's in a dream, and just kind of turn it over. I feel like Gary Renard had said in a workshop a few years ago at this point that recognizing it isn't enough. It's important that you recognize a pattern, but it's not enough, right? You have to, to truly forgive it. Yeah. And for me, one of my recurring forgiveness lessons is in a work situation, I'm now much faster at saying, oh, okay, this is happening again. Good. I'm not very good at arresting it. And I've felt pretty uneasy the past couple of days because I started feeling like, oh my God, this is happening again. You know better. Why aren't you better at this? So I started like really beating myself up over it mm -hmm. because in my work situation, now there's yet another character <laughs> who has emerged. Right? As a villain. As a villain. Um, and I know that it was my ego that took the bait. So this this person is a female in this case um, is pretty incendiary has been that way to many other people for some reason I thought I would be immune I don't know and it just blew up in in my face uh -huh. and I you know I took the bait I I cast her in the role of the wicked witch or whatever you know uh -huh. and I thought this has got to stop. So I was trying to figure out what was so delicious about it that I keep eating more of that plate. I keep wanting more of this, whatever it is I keep creating. Regardless of what this person has done or is interacting with other people, it's not about them. That's like the backdrop of my play. Mm -hmm. It's about, okay, now I have this person. It's happened again. Right. Who's yeah. in, in my face now. And my immediate reaction is always, well, this isn't fair. I haven't done anything. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right? So having had this experience going on in my world in the past two weeks, it just, just reemerged, by the way, <laughs> last Tuesday. <laughs> and then my other friend who I was just talking about is going through a very similar situation. You know, just switch out the actors. It's kind of the same play. Mm-hmm. So I thought, all right, what am I learning? Here I am trying to like, give her counsel mm -hmm. when I'm doing the same thing. Like, am I a fraud? Like, I went through a couple days of, I know the course well enough to recognize that I'm not really following it right now. I've allowed myself to really go off on the, this other path that has not worked for me before. I don't know why I think, oh, yeah, let's just do this again because it's so much fun. <laughs> so for me, it's kind of like being really introspective and saying, what about this? 
is providing you some sort of juice or something that you have to keep doing it. This sentence that I heard when I was walking in New York City, walking on the High Line, comes to me right now. Okay. You must exclude major areas of fantasy from your brother to save your sanity. Hear this now. So what I get is that there's this energy in your field, and as soon as you resolve it, the ego's shoving it back in another one. Mm -hmm. So it keeps repeating. Mm -hmm. So at the level of the mind, because everything happens at the mind level, somehow through your inner work connecting with, with Holy Spirit to heal it at that level, it will somehow resolve then in the form. I and I think so. you're really close because I, so I think you've been because, getting better and better with them. I feel like I really let myself down uh, the past couple of days over it, that it was not necessary to take the bait, that this is somebody who has other issues that are none of my business. Mm-hmm. So why am I feeding into that, you know? Well, the ego is always trying to keep us separate. So when, we th- when we're thinking of this person as doing all this stuff, even though we know it doesn't really matter what they're doing or it's not real, they're st- the ego is still using them to try and keep us as they're over there doing something mean, and mean to me or bad and wrong, and I'm over here, versus they're not doing it. They're just reflecting some hidden unconscious guilt within me to remind me that it exists, unconscious guilt, and we're just, and there is no guilt because there's no sin. We're just all one. So this shadow, this image is just there to remind me that we're all one. My, thank you. That's actually pretty good. Um, My work environment is very much kind of like you can be, you can go from zero to hero and from hero to zero, right? (laughs) It really depends on the day. That's (laughs) scary. And lately I've been very hero. I've, I've, been getting a lot of praise this person is my peer Mm, competition and and this person is probably feeling a little heat because of it um and i i mean i know deep down she's a little threatened you know i'm I'm the new shiny thing on the block and she's been there for a while also very volatile so she's kind of got a volatile which i think is fascinating for me in (laughs) in my story because coming in as Janine in this lifetime, being a Libra and being very analytical, I'm not the most emo person. And she's like very emotional. And it's a little challenging for me. We've both had very emotional people in our family and in our life. And it's not easy, at least for me, to deal with that kind of personality because I don't I don't know where to go with that. If somebody it's very you know they start crying or get very emotional it's like or loud and angry and shouty you know all i want to do is just run away like i just don't have time (laughs) for this right and that's sort of the personality that's presenting itself to me right now you know except in this case it's uh not just emotional but very angry yeah and i'm so not that so it's kind of like what the heck it's the ego expressing that anger that you're turning away like repressing or whatever you know like hey remember me i'm here you can't separate from me and go back to god because i'm gonna 
hang on to you forever and ever. Ego is such a tricky thing. Oh. Such a tricky thing. And when I'm around it all the time, I'm immersed in it, especially in a work situation. It's a little easier. I will say it's becoming a little easier because I'm casting my villains, um, not necessarily as my boss, but as my peer. So at least they're moving down in the hierarchy. <laughs> so it's making it a little easier, I suppose. But still, I mean, it, it still exists. And I wouldn't be surprised if the person you're speaking of, because you've told me more about them, isn't even there in a f- few months. That's probably true. So I think it will resolve. Things are shifting pretty quickly. So... I had moved to this new role. I'd been there, I think, maybe six months. And my boss is leaving. His last day is Friday. Wow. So we're all shifting. I mean, I know a lot of it's a little emotional and probably scary for some people. This particular woman, um, you know, she's a single mother with two young kids. So I do have that kind of sensitivity to it. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, I just get so angry. and No one has a right to yell and scream and and bully people yeah it's not appropriate and I you know I did bring up the fact that I thought she was bullying and you can't create kind of a hostile environment around you and think it's okay and I feel like my boss has allowed it to happen for so long because I think he's a little afraid of her that behavior has become normalized like oh it's okay that's just how she is it's like you can't Mm -hmm. do that and I kind of called him out on it which didn't help frankly (laughs) um but I, I just kind of felt like I, I don't think this is this is appropriate and we should all just respect and care for each other and not be this way. Yeah, it's too uncomfortable. Well, I think the challenge is because those two have been in a, a symbiotic relationship for a number of years. I don't think either one of them recognizes there's a problem because they're both so used to how each other behaves. When he leaves on Friday... Who's going to be the boss? We don't know. Um, we probably won't know until like the beginning of the year. So I think we're just going to... Wing it till then. Yeah. We'll mm. be Lone Rangers until... <laughs> there might be some ego clashes coming up because she might be trying to exert herself. And there may, you know. So I think the challenge for me is I'm such a... I just want everybody to get along. I really do. And a big part of my job is to kind of bring people together and figure out how to create solutions together. Mm-hmm. And she has some people who work for her. There are contractors that have been given way too much power. Hmm. And so they're just following her lead. So they're not always the most respectful. So for me, it's kind of like, okay, just stop. You know, just, just go back to the spirit of who I am and not get caught up in the other thing. We've talked about this before, this concept of fairness. Mm-hmm. And for me, it, like I automatically go back to, well, this isn't fair. This is not fair. Oh, me too. You know, we both know that nothing. This has nothing to do with fairness. Fairness <laughs> is like some weird, you know, illusion, utopian concept <laughs> that doesn't exist in third dimension craziness. Mm-hmm. But I can't help but like fly there and be like, oh no, this isn't fair, and you shouldn't do that, and all this kind of stuff. It's like the whole judgment thing coming back up because fair, fairness is about judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when my back went out, I definitely found myself thinking like, well, how am I going to buy something when everyone just got laid off and they got these huge packages and I have nothing and that whole thing popped up again. And, and I actually met with our human resources. So I did take some action and I talked with somebody else and basically everyone didn't know what to do about me. So here I am, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep turning it over and see what happens. One of the things that I do also in uncertainty is try to educate myself 
about a certain topic. So now I'm like completely immersed in finance and real estate, which is why I was telling you to buy real estate. I appreciate you doing the homework. Thank you very much. So, you know, moving into 2017, which I'm very optimistic about because I have looked at least in the Janine lifetime and really good things seem to happen in odd years for me. Oh, interesting. I don't know why, but they do. I was just looking at my notes about choosing the one and making the Holy Spirit's thought system more dominant because normally we're in that judgment. We're in automatic judgment, which is the ego mind. And we want to train ourselves to be in automatic forgiveness. And that it's seeing with spiritual sight, which is an attitude of remembering. So when you were talking about stopping, and I was talking about stopping, I think stopping our mind chatter, whatever it is in the moment, is really useful because then we can choose again. And I think that's part of the spiritual sight of the attitude is choosing again and remembering that we're the observer and whenever we don't have peace that we're probably in the ego script and yikes a mics a mics I just hope all this works <laughs> I feel like me it's too. working <laughs> me too completely well if you don't mind I would love to talk about the Gary and Cindy Renard sure. workshop that we experienced last week in Del Mar California. Mm-hmm. So this is the third one we've gone to. And this is at the private residence of Suzanne and Suki. Mm-hmm. We've always liked this space. It's their home. It's intimate. It's intimate. There's there were maybe 50 people there. I don't I did a quick head count. It was somewhere around there. Like between 35 and 50. And it's nice to start seeing since we've sort of been in the community a little while now. And so Cal. These patterns of, you know, these people that we're seeing. It's like, oh, yeah, you were there last year. I remember you, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I appreciated this year is I felt like it was pretty tight in terms of the agenda. It was nice to get back to the course and specifics and things like that. And I will say I thought Cindy did a phenomenal job on this one. Yeah, I was thinking about Cindy and Jackie earlier, and I really feel like they are angels of light, that they really study the course every single day, and that they are masters of it. And I think that commitment shines through with both of them. It completely shines. I mean, you can see the love and the light pouring out of them, and they're going to have probably a lot of years ahead of us. So if anyone in the world has the opportunity because they're in your neighborhood you should definitely spend the 95 bucks or whatever it is to go spend a day with them well they're both spiritual counselors as well so they both have clients and you know all around the world which is very impressive and i was thinking if i was ever in the need for any kind of counselor like that you could not do any better that's why i go to jackie two are amazing yeah yeah i've gotten a lot of good support from going to our study group with her and then having one-on-ones with her. I, I don't know about you, but you probably feel the same way. I feel very safe spiritually with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that we're what they're saying to me rings true. Mm-hmm. I don't ever have a moment where I think, eh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. What they say, I have 100% confidence in. Yes. And that's something. I mean, I know that there are people who would... F- follow kind of like a guru or whatever mm-hmm. they, they aren't that way they are just um students and teachers like we all are kind of I think they lead by example and that's what mm-hmm. I really appreciate I've always appreciated that mm-hmm. I did make a few notes mm-hmm. one of the things they were talking about was dream roles in chapter 29 section 4 
They were also talking about, you know, what is this for? What's the purpose for it? Try and come up with some goals or some clarity. And, you know, pain is something that happens a lot. It's usually because there's some kind of attack and blame and judgment and guilt and some kind of situation happening. And we just know that's just ego mess. We can just turn it over. And that um, we can either choose to be hostage of the ego or host to God. Nice. Oh, I have little hearts around that. That was one of my favorite things. They talked about the Song of Prayer pamphlet with true prayer and true forgiveness, putting God in charge of our day. They talked about stopping ourselves in the moment because we realize we're in the ego thought system and to shift and start to think with HSJ. Remembering it's a dream. We're not a victim. Um, I have this note here that the mind is like an animal running wild. I don't know if they said that, but that's something I can imagine. And we took a lunch break. Oh, Gary talked about the happy learner. They talked about the body and the investment in it. Chapter 5, Section 2, Voice for God. Also, page 79 of DU, Art and Impersa are talking. Cindy's going to write some books. Oh, yeah, very much looking forward to that. Some short books, like probably three books or so. Relationships is one of the subjects. Um, Gary also talked about the hero of the dream. Um, They talked about what is forgiveness, which is in Lesson 221 or in the workbook, page 401. Yeah, that's my notes. So Gary talked about his his new book. It's Mm. currently complete. Hey House has it. Yeah, it's going through the sequence of release publication with Hay House. And I think he projected sometime in October, November. Mm-hmm. Next year. Right. Around so this time. We have a little bit of time to wait, but that's okay. The thing is, as soon as that comes out, I will inhale it. <laughs> we'll order it on our iTunes on our books Kindle and our Kindles whatever. and read it immediately. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one because it talks about, I, I believe it talks about Ascended Masters and how they became that way. And I thought it was going to discuss how Jesus became Jesus. Cool. You know, what the evolution was there. And he said Art and Impersa have been showing up. So they're guiding him through the book and felt it was necessary. Yeah. So that's good. I was getting excited when I hear that Art and Impersa are visiting. (laughs) For for reasons that a few of you know why I get so excited about. I just hope that eventually one day I'll be at the, uh, the mailbox and be like, oh, Hello, are you Art? Uh, <laughs> I have to watch my fantasy mind because that 15-year relationship that ended, I I definitely let go of that person pretty easily and pretty quickly, and I feel completely. Um, I still feel connected. I feel like I always love that person. Of course, I want the highest good for them. But then I started seeing my ego trying to project loving or sexual thoughts onto other men in my close vicinity yes and that whole fantasy line that starts to happen well that's still in play and that's like not good i don't want that so i'm trying to shut that down in my mind as soon as i recognize i'm off on a journey i was just (laughs) we maybe talked about this last week that i feel very grateful that you know, I'm not in my 20s again, where everything was about finding a, a guy. 
getting in a relationship. It was just that that constant wheel of looking to be attracted to somebody, finding somebody, oh, I really like them, and going through the emotion of it. Coming back again, which I'm, I would assume I am. Oh, my gosh, I'm not looking forward to that. In my <laughs> 20s, forget it. It's worst. I'm so grateful, I think, at this point in my life where I know who I am and I know what I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm no longer kind of at the mercy of my baser instincts. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. It's very freeing for me. Yay. I mean, I, I, I keep reading that. Like people are saying, oh, wow, when you get older, you know, you appreciate life more. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that's true. It's just we get caught up in the ego part of youth. Mm-hmm. Or ho- hormones are running. And, yeah. And it's, you know, it's better to have babies if you're going to have them when you're younger. So it's a biological I'm just so grateful thing. to have moved through those decades and, and <laughs> not be caught up in that. Mm-hmm. Because the Janine lifetime wasn't about children. Frankly, I can't imagine any lifetime any longer being about children. I think I've done that, been there, done that. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just about spiritual growth. Definitely. I'm down with that. That's all that matters. The rest of it, whatever. At this point. It's just awakening. I'm working this with this awesome young girl. I shouldn't say girl. She's a, a woman. Mm-hmm. She's 23. Mm-hmm. And it's such a joy to be around her because, you know, she's got this fresh mind and she's so smart. And she's so, like, self-confident in a way I never was. Hmm. I'm not even sure I am now. <laughs> but it's just nice to watch her. And we'll have conversations, and I thought, wow, I wish I could have been more like you when I was younger, you know? I just find this new generation in their, like, early 20s to just be fantastic. There's just something about them that really resonates with me. That's wonderful. Yeah. I know I couldn't say that about some of the other generations, but definitely (laughs) this one has really got me, got me, like, at my heartstrings. I don't know. I just adore them. Cool. They're just out of college. They're starting brand new. And just their worldview was just so different from anything that I experienced growing up because we never had all the electronics and the computer stuff. And, you know, we grew up playing board games. And they grew up, like, with much higher technology. and, and Going to like, French class and fencing class exactly, and like it was math a, tutor. They have a, a bit of a smarter kind of generation just kind of, like, handed to them. They inherited it. Mm-hmm. So now it's like watching them kind of unfold is really good for me. I hope I'm good for her. I don't know. But it really has been such a pleasure. They're going to be our future leaders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to work through feeling like a slave when I think of Alex's comic books and how people are just working to pay taxes and keep the whole dream going with the system. And boy, I do feel like a slave sometimes. Yeah, I think we sort of bought into the whole concept of work really hard and you'll be rewarded and that never, ever happens. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't it's not fair. It's not about working hard. It really isn't. It's about working smart. And it is. Opportunity. And also because I'm becoming much more savvy with finances and stuff, just how risk averse I've been because a lot of my training and nurturing in my life has been oh no save your money put it in a savings account (laughs) get stock you know the stuff that is not actually doing what we think it's doing 
and for me having to shift what I had believed in for so long mm-hmm. into something else, you know. That works for this time and space. Right, right. The 401k is not really the safe haven people think it is. And it's like, okay, now I have to yeah. like reconfigure everything in my mind, which is good for me because I do appreciate kind of these fresh ways of looking at things. And I appreciate you doing the homework in that whole department so you can download to me. Exactly. Well, and how even nice of me, Stephanie. <laughs> and even if that. it breaks my back, you know, it's like, it's like, worth I, it. I broke your hip because I told you to buy property. <laughs> For goodness sakes. Who well, not you? you, but I mean, like, it was part of my destiny mm. to go within and remember. Well, we'll see. I mean, I hope that in future podcasts we can talk about kind of our, our financial future unfolding. Yeah. In a, at least our perception, a positive way and where we're heading, you know, because I really do think maybe you'll be here a little longer. I, d- I don't see myself in L.A., for a long period of time. I could definitely see myself shifting. I'm shifting this year, for sure. I just don't know. I would be gone years ago if I could have. Mm-hmm. But there's this thing called credit cards. Which you don't have that debt anymore. I don't, as of July. Yeah, so, so things have completely shifted. You you actually have... I feel like I'm starting, like, at over. You have significant funds now. And, <laughs> you know, th- things have really changed. It's coming together slowly but surely. Right. So we shall see how this unfolds. Yeah. But speaking of unfolding, I think it's time to <laughs> wrap, wrap <it>. this one <laughs> up. Well, it's been a pleasure. This has been our 55th. We'll be back for our 56th. We promise sooner than the last. Hopefully before the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. Happy holidays uh, to everyone as we gear into the season. And the dawn of 2017. And let me just say peace to our minds. Peace on earth. Well, and everywhere we are. (laughs) All right. Thanks, listeners. We will see you next time. Good night.